Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 111 for the 10th of Adar Bis in a leap year. And today we are continuing chapter 36, and we are going to begin our discussion by talking about dew. So yes, that natural substance, it, that water-like substance that surrounds plants and plant life in the morning, and it's a really cool thing. So just to give a little bit of an overview of how dew forms is basically... So in our atmosphere, at all times, there is moisture in the atmosphere. And, but at the same time, we don't, we're not always aware of this moisture because the moisture is in different levels of condensation depending on the temperature outside. And this temperature varies throughout the day very much dependent upon the sun. So when it, during during the daytime, when the sun is prevalent in the sky, then this, the heat of the sun goes down, shines down on the earth and that causes for less condensation. And then what happens is at night, it begins to cool down and then there's the moisture that's in the air condenses a little bit more. And this condensation results in actual water and droplets to form on top of all kinds of different plant life. When it gets cool enough, this can actually manifest as frost, which is why if you've ever noticed, frost on your windows and things like that is a lot more prevalent when in the nighttime than it is during the day or maybe first thing in the morning. So now what's interesting about this is that nature is really cool in the sense that these things don't just occur in kind of like a haphazard kind of way without any purpose. But this dew is not just some random thing that happens, but it actually serves a lot of purposes. The purposes, some of the purposes of dew is that first of all, it serves as a protective barrier on the leaf, causing it to minimize the amount of moisture to come out of the plant itself so that it's able to maintain more moisture and more moisture in the plant obviously is good in order to help it stay more resilient in all kinds of different conditions, especially if it's dry or hot. And then when the dew eventually evaporates, when the sun comes comes out, right, and it becomes warmer, then it actually cools the plant, plant down in the same way that like when the purpose of our sweat, when we have sweat, then the sweat causes us to be cooled off. That's actually the purpose one of the purposes of the reason why we sweat is to allow our body to maintain a more stable body temperature on a hot day. And then another reason for the dew is that the dew in some environments and in some species, especially some plants that uh, that grow in the desert, they can actually absorb some of the moisture from the dew and it can actually serve as a type of hydration. So it's like, it's sort of like uh, nature's way of watering the plants. So there's really a lot of really amazing th- purposes that this dew serves. And kind of to sum up the purpose of the dew is that 
in this context anyways, is that it's helping to protect the plant from the external surroundings and to keep the plant alive. And so how is this relevant to Tanya and why am I bringing all this up is that we're going to see that today Tanya actually talks about dew. It actually really speaks about dew, but it speaks about a more spiritual type of dew. It speaks about the type of dew that's going to be involved in the resurrection of the dead. So we believe in Judaism that there's this idea that eventually at the end of times, all of all people who lived on earth will eventually be resurrected. So every person who is no longer alive today will be resurrected. And the way that they will be resurrected is through this substance, which the, which is known, which the sage is called the dew of resurrection. So just like this dew kind of vivifies plants, we can think of this dew of resurrection as it will literally be the dew, which resurrects people. And what we'll also learn in today's, Tanya, is that this dew of resurrection, another way to think of it is actually Torah, because Torah is also called dew. And so if you recall, this is where we can kind of link things together. What we were talking about in yesterday's Tanya was this whole idea of how one of the purposes of Torah is actually to save us from expiring. It's to allow us to maintain our sense of self while still connecting with God. So this is why Torah is called power. It's called strength. Because it literally gives us the strength to be able to withstand our connection with God without losing ourselves completely. So it's a really cool concept. And let's get straight into the text and see how the Altar Rebbe explains it. So picking up from where we left off last time, and please go back and listen to yesterday's episode if you haven't already. The Altar Rebbe taught us about how the ultimate purpose of the entire world is is Mashiach and the resurrection of the dead specifically. And so now the Altar Rebbe begins today's Tanya by telling us that we actually already had a taste of this resurrection of the dead once when we received the Torah. And now here the Altar Rebbe cites a quote from Deuteronomy from Dvarim to support this from Dvarim chapter 4 verse 35 which says, which literally translates to mean, you have been shown to know that God is the Lord. There is nothing besides him. So again, and we spoke about this previously, at the time of Matan Torah, we actually all momentarily saw God and experienced God in his full greatness and glory. So this is what the altar says here. Is he says that literally means it's like you, sh- you showed yourself, like you revealed yourself. So Hashem really made himself perceptible to us in a really, really clear and tangible way. And then the Ultra cites a couple of other descriptions of what happened then, namely talking about the idea we saw the voices and they saw what was normally heard. And the Ultra says that the way that this is explained by the sages is that they would look over to the east and they would hear the speech coming out that said, Anuchi, I am the Lord your God. And so too in every single direction. So it's like they they heard the words coming from every single direction. So it's like usually, you know, when you hear sounds, you hear it coming from a very particular place. In this case, it was coming from everywhere. And the Tikkunay Zohar explained that it was as if there was literally no place that was not speaking to them. So it was like, God's voice was coming from literally every single place all around them. And now the ultra right goes on to explain that the reason why this was such that the voice was coming from every place, literally from all directions everywhere, 
is because this revelation of God that came about through the Ten Commandments, which more accurately translated, by the way, is Ten Sayings. Diborot really means sayings. It's not commandments. So these Ten Sayings contain the entirety of the Torah, which what is the entirety of Torah? This is the inner most will of God and his wisdom within which there is no concealment at all. And then the altar of it here cites the sitter, cites uh, something we say in prayer, which literally means for in the light of your countenance, you gave us a Torah of light. So basically this is representing the idea that Torah is the inner light of God. It's coming from the innermost part of, of godliness. And so this is why, since this was literally the Ten Commandments were an expression of God's innermost will and wisdom, this is why at that time, all of the Jews then were totally nullified in their source. And as we learn from the different sages that every single time, every single saying that was uttered, the souls expired, the souls left their bodies. And, and now here is where that do comes in, because then it says here that Hashem actually did return their souls into their bodies. And how did he do this? He did this with the do, the same do that he's going to use in the future to vivify the dead. And what is this do? This do is the do of Torah, which is called Oz or strength, as the sages taught that every person who's involved in Torah study in Torah, then the dew of Torah vivifies them. So there's this kind of like correlation between dew and Torah. So that is the end of the section today. So I think what we can basically say that we learned from here is that there's some kind of really big similarity between dew and Torah and why Torah is likened to dew or even called dew and how this dew is also something which is going to be utilized in order to vivify the dead in the future in the resurrection of the dead. And I think a, a, one way to understand this but is by actually looking at physical dew and what physical actual physical dew does is that it surrounds plants and it protects plants and it allows them to stay alive and to grow. And similarly, that is why God gave us the Torah, because he recognized the facts that we, without the Torah, without the strength of the Torah, we would not be able to handle him in his full glory. And we actually didn't handle him in his full glory when he revealed himself to us in that fullness, in that like without filter in the time of the revelation of the Ten Commandments and when our, our souls left our bodies time and time again after every single utterance that God made. And so God had to bring our souls back into our body and the way he did it was through the dew of Torah. So that is it for today. Tomorrow we're going to conclude this chapter and hopefully bring it all together. So I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.